Hi everyone, this is Neil Thompson from the Inside Oz podcast. As you know, the guys are raising money for Sheffield Children's Hospital, and you can donate online through their Just Giving page. If you donate, you can unlock huge bonus episodes from the guys, as well as other perks. Head on over to www.justgiving.com forward slash royalgrumble to donate whatever you can. There isn't a set amount to donate, it's completely up to you, and you can also see all the information regarding the bonus content. All donations go directly to Sheffield Children's Hospital. It's a great cause, so give whatever you can. Thank you. Let's get ready to grumble! Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham. Sitting directly opposite me, it is Dan. Hi. Hello. You feet off the chair. Wait, you are at home? Poor, yeah. <laughs> Poor manners. Sitting. I'm, I'm showing off my socks. Sitting diagonally to me uh, in his glorious Bret Hart jacket once again. It's Daryl. Hiya. How's it going? I'm all right, mate. I've got some. Dan, did you listen to last week's show? No. Good. Yep, that's all. <laughs> Good. I forgot my green tie today. Right, are we gonna uh, are we gonna go straight into New Japan news because you had a lot to talk about, didn't you? Yeah, I watched uh, Power Struggle. Good. Tell us. I, I need to. No, you don't. Give Give me a hint at least. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll away. How did Leafletting go? Leafletting. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you who know. was that? Was that Leafletting for BMP or something? <laughs> Still you, a thing. You're not that that far right, are you? <laughs> no, I'm no. definitely not that far right. No. You said conservatives, didn't you? Yeah, do you want to take back what you said about Grenfell as well? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some of it was really, I mean, it was really... Uh, hilariously, right, what we made up for him to have said was nowhere near as bad as what an actual Tory said yesterday. <laughs> so, like, if you imagine, he, he was... I reckon, do you reckon JRM is, uh, uh, listens to the show? Yeah, he's a fan. All right, Jacob, you look like Walter the Softy, mate. So, get over it. Yeah. He looks like every Bass Street kid. <laughs> I, I always thought like he looks looks like Casper's dad. Yeah, probably a Victorian ghost, but not not Casper's dad off of the Casper film from nineteen ninety two because that's David Duchovny in it, or someone who looks like David Duchovny. I don't remember. I watched this. I, n- I watched it not long ago. Really? Why? It's it, so bad. Right. This is how strange. When I was at Fight Club, we went to Weatherspoons beforehand, and it was on the TV in Weatherspoons. That's phenomenal. <laughs> and I was trying to watch it with subtitles. Do you know that film made loads of money? Oh, it was 1995, not 1992. Yeah, Christina Ricci in it, I remember that. Y- yes, it did, yeah. I didn't have a... It's not David Duchovny. It's just a bloke who, in my mind, looks like David Duchovny. But probably... Yeah. Oh, it's Bill Pullman, that's why. He doesn't yeah. even look like David Bill Duchovny. Pullman... How did and... I manage to get him mistaken with Bill... Yeah, like, and not Bill Paxton. That's usually <laughs> the rule, isn't it? Yeah. It's Bill Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be very clear that I have nothing in my hands apart from a pen and paper... Unlike the keyboard I had in my hands last week when I was typing and explicitly said as much on Listen, air. if you want to follow us on Twitter, at RogueGrumblePod, send us any feedback you've got about the show, we'll take it all on board. <laughs> right, come on, power oh. struggle, come on. I missed one week and while, you start arguments. While we're having a power struggle in here, can you talk about power struggle in New Japan? Yeah, sure I can. Um... <laughs> no, I'm all right, mate, you're fine. <laughs> I think the two big stories to come from the show. It was a great show overall. It's a crispy roll. I didn't even know they sold them anymore. Go on. I, I thought it was just like Poundland. a Poundland thing. Yeah, Poundland. yeah. See, <laughs> there you go. Poundland. It's the place to go. Um, the big things from it were 
Will Ospreay defeated Bushi and retained his junior heavyweight title. And in, after he did it, uh, Hiromu Takahashi returned finally. Yes, he did. I did see that. After 14 months since he broke his neck, um, his return included him running full rack into the guardrail, taking bumps in the ring and bridging while saying, people thought that I was going to take it easy if I returned. Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then challenged Will Ospreay to a match at Tokyo Dome. Um, that match has been confirmed now. Yep. It'll be very good, even though Will Ospreay... night one or night two? Uh, it's night two, I believe. Okay. Uh, the other thing that happened was Jay White retained the Intercontinental title over Goto. Right. During that match, Kenta was ringside, as, uh, along with Gado. And I have to take a second on this. Gado was trying to fear, so Shibata got up from commentary and grabbed him and stopped him and Kent around up and kicked him. Yeah. And they got physical again. There's no way this is happening unless he's coming back. Mm. <sighs> Prepare to be surprised. Shibata might be coming back. Yeah, in a tag match with Gado. Uh, even Shibata might be coming back. When's Edge like... coming back? Do you remember how they were like, oh, Edge is coming. He's not, is he? Yeah, but did Meltzer report it? Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're, oh, we're going to get onto that later. <laughs> I need to add that in here. Um, D-I-G space D-A-V-E. So after Jay White retained, uh, Naito came down and challenged him. But then it ended up with Ibushi and Okada in the ring as well. Because there's been all this talk about the double title match. Um, the other three were saying, okay, you two should have a match. And then I'll, and Ibushi was going, I'll beat Okada and then I'll face the winner of your match. And Okada came out and said... I don't know why you're all fussed about being a double champion. This belt's what matters, not that one. You should want to win this one, and who cares about that? But if the fans want to see it, I'll be up for it. And then they had a press conference where they announced that night one will be Jay White versus Naito for the Intercontinental title, and then Okada versus Ibushi for the IWGP heavyweight title. Night two will be winner-takes-all champion versus champion. So we'll have our first double champion since... Uh, Nakamura in his early days I think it was like 2005 he won the N- NGF title um, at the same time as the IWGP title what's the, N- what's the NGF uh, is title? is it the, well, the G- G- um, Inoki Gino uh, Inoki Gino no, belt I, right are you talking about the one that Kurt Angle was Trump going around I'm the IWGP champion it was like are you though Oh, is it is the, one, the one you mean? The one that he won off Brock Lesnar? I don't remember exactly. I, I, it's a stat I read. Oh, so, but it's not a proper belt, though, is it? Like, it, it's, it's it a proper was, belt, it's they, just not what they, they said it was. They folded Whatever belt it was, they folded it into the IWGP title. I think... Oh, wasn't it... Wasn't they calling the third, the third belt, or the third generation belt? Yeah, because the current one's the fourth generation belt. Yeah, the NGF, I think you're thinking about. Isn't NGF, that what yeah. Kikotaro carries? <laughs> According to this, Kikotaro is the current NGF heavyweight champion. Oh, I like that belt even more now. There you go. <laughs> we don't love Kikotaro. So, uh, it might be a bit early, but what what's your prediction for how that's going to go down? Naito. So, yeah, but I feel like we have this conversation every yeah, year. Yeah, we do have this conversation every year, and it's about time it happened. I'm like, all for it, but, like, do you not think they want to... Gato obviously hates him. <laughs> yeah, but do you know, like, they're all... Okada breaks all these records and does all this stuff. Yeah. I couldn't very much see him just having Okada be the double champ. Well, there was one thing I mentioned the other night, and Becky turned to me and went, don't even joke about that. When I said, can you imagine if Jay White's the one? 
I mean, <laughs> Jay White when, is very Chris Jericho being the first undisputed champion, isn't it? Yeah, Jay White could be the double champion at the end of night too. <laughs> so we'll be losing Liger, and then, and then Jay White will be the champion. Oh, that would be terrible. Like, I kind of want to see it, just because if you thought the reaction was bad to Jericho um, facing off against Okada the other month, imagine what that would be like. Speaking of Jericho, he's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom too. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's having a match with against... Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah, he came out with all his painmaker stuff again with his face paint on. Uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, because you know he, he was the pain maker against the Rainmaker. Yeah. Well, now he's just the pain maker against someone else. <laughs> <laughs> the Ace, obviously, but the point is he's he's still the pain maker. Yeah. Just against someone else with a different name. I mean, you can't really have the Ace against. Oh, ah, nailed it. See Jericho, you're not as up on it as I am. You go back to chatting to Donald Trump Jr., mate. Uh, <laughs> you could have the Ace against the face, as in the face of like proper wrestling and that. Nailed it. Is that rhymes? I mean, it's not going to be the pace. Is <laughs> who, it? Who's who's the face of proper wrestling in that? Chris Jericho. That's okay. the point. Is it the Rainmaker against the Painmaker? Okay. The Ace against the face. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be the pace, is it? He's slow as hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, mentioning and it shouldn't be the race for obvious reasons. <laughs> After He's already you... painting his face. I don't think he wants to go that far. <laughs> After what you just mentioned about the interview Chris Jericho released today. Uh, which wrestlers do we think are the worst, like Republican Donald Trump lovers? Uh, right, are we calling them Donald Trump? Like, are we just are we just saying which wrestlers are like right wing, right wing bad blokes and not? As... <laughs> you, yeah, you're going like, to say nut jobs then for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah. But AJ Styles is probably yeah. he's, he's deeply interesting. Apparently, the Young Bucks are, which yeah. I'm not surprised about. Uh, Cody Rhodes probably is a bit. I could see that. Yeah, like, like, the thing the thing we forget over here is like. What we think of as right wing um, is like moderate in America. They're mental. <laughs> well, it's like their Democrat party is like they're a centralist party. They're not left wing. Yeah. That's the furthest left wing it goes over there. What about uh, the Briscoes? Oh, oh yeah, they're Trump. worse. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. worse. Yeah, because I mean, like with AJ Styles, I feel like um, he'd be happy if people killed the gays, but he wouldn't kill them himself. I think AJ Styles would be like the Briscoes, except AJ Styles went to school. Yeah. <laughs> well, and has a dentist. Um, <laughs> I think o- the, Owns a bath. Yeah, like, well, like I say, I think AJ Styles doesn't, wouldn't mind if someone else did the killing of the gays, but wouldn't kill the gays himself. So he's not why he has Gallows and Anderson. I assume so. <laughs> <laughs> he's got two skinheads at Can I go on to say that the Briscoes would kill gay people? Can we just can we just get that, that yeah. out of uh, here? I think we should add some allegedlies around it. <laughs> I'm not saying they have. I'm just saying they would if they were in front of them with a gun. It, go, it goes back to they have the face of someone who would kill gay people. Yeah, okay, that's fine, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. It's can a depressing I, can, thought. I, I just wanted to go back to the IWGP title match. Sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> If Korobushi wins the belt, yeah, does he then kind of negate the second night? Because how likely is it that they're gonna switch the belt two nights in a row? I mean, they did it twice this year, and I didn't think that would happen. What two nights in a row? Well, not two nights in a row, but they did two straight off title switches for first time since like Vader won the title. Okay, fine. So who knows? Fine. Let's get talk about gays again. Okada's definitely going to be in that match. Okay. 
All right, well, oh, see, you just provided me with a fantastic link to our later topic, but I'm not going to be able to do it, am I? If you're going to say, let's talk about the gays again, right, That's a, that would be a perfect link into all the Saudi Arabia stuff, wouldn't it? But I can't do that because, A, we have principles, and B, we've, we've got way more on that, so I've got okay. to talk about that later on. So you've ruined that, Daryl, in a way. Sorry. sorry in a way, too. by providing a potentially good link, you've provided no link whatsoever. Let's ter- take a completely left turn into Manchester. The Frog and Bucket in Manchester. There you go, right. I've spent way too much time in Manchester this past week. I don't know if I should call it the, the Great British Grumble because Schadenfreude is a German word, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, my holiday I was on last week when I wasn't voting, doing stuff for the Conservatives, I was in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> silent Tory, mate. Silent Tory, we all know. I'm not oh, sorry. We all know. And then, then, they go in, then they go into the booth and they cross the <laughs> cross the box. We all know. So uh, I was at Schadenfreude's uh, Schadenfreude Royale. Uh, I can't speak. Schadenfreude Royale. Yeah, I said it right, didn't I? Yes, you did. Right. Uh, so it I, was... What did I find out the other day that I can't say? There was something that was in like a song, and I tried to say it, and I can't say it. You, okay. Have you ever had that? There's something that you actually can't say. I mean, I say what I want. We've well, established yeah, no, this. But I, I don't mean. I don't mean you can't. Let me be very clear. I don't mean you can't say as in someone else tells you to, because I know full well that that doesn't affect you at all. I mean something that you physically you can't get out, no matter how many. Times I'm quite you can't illiterate, say. so there's a pro- probably plenty right. of words like that sentence there. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, plus you know your Latvian or whatever it is. Well, you, so. don't be don't be racist. Well, so yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, have you seen the film Battle Royale? I know of it. Yeah, but you've seen the film Condemned. The, uh, yeah, well, is, we've all seen the yeah. Condemned, haven't we? Like the best version of Battle Royale. So you you kind of know what It's to like it. the Hunger Games, but better. <laughs> so uh, we it started off with Kid Lycos, who ring announces the Schadenfreude show coming out as Kitano Lycos, wearing the tracksuit that the uh, head teacher in the film wears. Um, the first match, however, was a non-canon match that's going on first because one of them has to catch a train. That's how they announced it. it. Uh, Kyle Fletcher came out, and then his surprise opponent was Zack Sabre Jr., fresh off the plane from Japan. (laughs) Complete shock and surprise. They did it last month with Tyler Bate being a surprise surprise on the night. It works even better as well when their entrance music plays, and because it's a Schadenfreude show, you don't know whether it's going to be someone dressed up as that person or an inflatable or something silly. So his music were playing, and everyone's like, that's Zack Sabre Jr.'s theme when he's not in New Japan. It's not going to be Zack, though, was is it? it Klaxons? I miss it when he used to play Klaxons. I no, like it's uh, Idol's mother. Oh, and I know you like him better, and Idol's are like the Brit rest band at the moment. But like, yeah. I miss I miss Zack Sabre Jr.'s Klaxons intro. I loved that. <laughs> I thought it was great. Or when he used to use uh, Bloody Beetroots as well in early days at Leaders of the New School. I said Klaxons, mate. Yeah. Also, Leaders of the New School had uh, Nicky, Nicky whatever his name was in it. So, Who? You know that one that were really bad? Didn't he break his neck in the end or something? Nicky Brixton. Nico Brixton. No. Remember Nico Brixton? He didn't break his neck. Did he not? No. No? No, I know, I, know you think, I know you're thinking of. You know who Nico Brixton is, though? Yeah. He was in the Leaders of New School. Yeah. I don't know. Well, basically, the Leaders of New School started off in IPW UK yeah. as, like, just young upstarts, right? And they had Nico Brixton in it. He's rubbish. And then Marty Skull joined, and he was not very good at the time. And then, like... They wanted to find a way to bring Zack Sabre Jr. in, so they just chucked him in the group with them. And then, obviously, Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skull just went way above, like, so that they basically disowned Nico Brixton. So did they film the vignettes without Nico Brixton? I think they almost <laughs> certainly filmed a lot of them, yes. Okay. So, yeah, opening match was really, yeah, really he was good. Yeah, I think he was definitely the Mark Jindrak of that group. <laughs> 
the opening match was really brilliant and completely different to everything else on the show because it was a serious wrestling match between two very, very talented wrestlers. Uh, yeah, really brilliant match. Zack Sabre Jr. got the win in the end. And then we got the... Uh, yeah, I know he's got a train to catch, but he's still not He's yeah. still not doing the J-O-B, is he? Well, <laughs> there was a chance of... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., everyone was chanting, uh, singing the Thomas Tank Engine theme at him, actually. Uh, oh, so <laughs> Mo Faruqi, you'd have loved that. He said, been right uh, for it. we won't have this problem when I nationalise the train service. Excellent. So then there was lots of chance about nationalising the trains and Jeremy Corbyn and all that oh, stuff. Right, okay. uh, af- so after that, we got the start of the Schadenfreude Royale. The first match was actually Zone C, which was Dunkzilla Mark Davis versus Tyler Bate. So I'm sure you're aware, Mark Davis has got a serious knee injury and is going to be out up to a year. I mean, he can, he's in a match. So. Yeah, but he can barely walk. So... He's, he's been tweeting all day saying, don't make me do this. I can barely walk. So um, his music was playing and he wouldn't. He, he, he was shouting over his music going, I'm not coming. I'm not doing it. So Kid Lycos went backstage. And when they came back out, Lycos had a gun to his head and forced him into the ring at gunpoint. <laughs> well, he had knee brace on and everything. Um, so Tyler Bate's opponent gets in. Um, so in Battle Royale, one of the things is they have backpacks. And everyone gets assigned a backpack that has a random weapon in it, and it can be it can be anything. Some weapons are useful, some are not. So, uh, Tyler Bate. What, what would be a weapon that's not useful? We'll get to it. Okay. Um, so, Tyler Bate goes in his bag and pulls out nunchucks. He's real excited with this and starts doing all moves with him. And Mark Davis is just there, like begging off, saying, "Please, like I can barely move. This isn't fair." Because, by the way, all matches are to the death as well, because it's battle royale style. Every match has to, someone has to die. It's eight people enter, one person leaves type stuff. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about right wing and everybody dies, there's only one man <laughs> for that, isn't there? And there's, there's going to be a dance off. <laughs> so uh, Mark Davis then goes into his backpack in a panic and finds an Uzi. Okay. So he's very happy about this. So he's threatening to shoot Tyler Bate and then tries to pull the trigger to realize that the trigger had been removed from it. That's a useless weapon. You you, yeah, it. you can still beat somebody to death. There, there's other useless weapons coming up later. Okay. Um. So Tyler Bate chair with no seat. Tyler Bate strangled Mark Davis to death with his nunchucks, but then as he's trying to leave the ring, Mark Davis revi- revives, gets on the mic coughing, saying, "Is that all you got?" So, so he didn't kill him then. So he comes back in and stabs him fifty-seven or so times with with a knife. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he he pulls a knife and stabs him about fifty-seven times. And then Mark Davis is still alive somehow and says, is that all you got again? So Tyler Bate comes in and punches him in the chest and pulls out his heart. Okay. And he's finally dead after that. Uh, people were chanting, eat his heart, to which Tyler Bate responded, it's not vegan. It's fair enough. <laughs> I'll give it yeah. that. That's quite funny. <laughs> so It sounds a lot like the film we reviewed last week. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Tyler Bate goes through to the uh, final. The next match was... Good Fortune Child, who's definitely not Lucky Kid, versus Chief Deputy Mun. So, if you're not aware of the what's happened on Schadenfreude previously, Chief Deputy Dunn has been killed twice now. And the last time he was killed, G-Money felt bad about it, so tried to revive him, but accidentally switched bodies with him. Yes, I remember that. So now, G-Money is Chief Deputy Dunn, so Chief Deputy Mun is easier to say. Uh, that was a really fun match. Um, I'm trying to remember what weapons they both had. Uh, but one of them had a grenade because that's what plays a big part of it where um, 
eventually achieved Deputy Mun with the help of um, Gene Dunny, uh, is exploded underneath the ring with a grenade, and Good Fortune Child goes through to the main event. Next up was Gene Dunny versus Danny Luna. Danny Luna got the win by stabbing Chief uh, uh, Gene Dunny. It's hard to keep up with that one. Uh, stabbing him with a samurai sword, and he did the big emotional, like actually managed to get tears. Um, big emotional death. Did you, uh, cr- did you cry? No, he did that. Like he actually had tears in his oh. eyes when he got stabbed. It was quite an emotional moment. It was okay. lovely. Um, and then the final match of the first round was Chris Brooks versus Aaliyah Ale- uh, jo- James, who I'd never heard of before this show, and is absolutely fantastic. Like she's absolutely brilliant, and she. I'm guessing after this, these shows, she'll be everywhere because she had a really fantastic match with Chris Brooks. So uh, Chris Brooks's weapon. Everyone else had backpacks. He came out with bin bags. And it was very obvious what he had eventually. Uh, one of the thing, previous fixes of these shows was Inflatable Lycos. And Inflatable Lycos made a return. It's an inflatable sex doll um, that they put a kid Lycos mask on. Okay. Uh, and that was his weapon. <laughs> but it paid off because eventually he strangled her to death with him after she brutally murdered Inflatable Lycos. He used, it, he used Inflatable Lycos as a corpse to strangle her to death. Uh, then we got intermission. I went outside to the smoking area. I came back in to find the ring was now cellophane wrapped to about ten feet. It was like all the way up to the balcony, like where I was sat. Um, they announced the main event was a hell in a cellophane match, which is great pun work. Yep. Uh, and so it was Chris Brooks, Danny Luna, um, Good Fortune Child, and Tyler Bate. Uh, ten minutes into the match, they made an announcement that the zone was active, meaning that if anyone was in the ring when the countdown ended, their collars would explode. And that's how Chris Brooks and Danny Luna died. Uh, the ultimate finish, was it was left between Good Fortune Child and Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate tried to kill Good Fortune Child in every way possible. Eventually, he went for a 450 splash off the top rope. Lands it, but then doesn't get back up. And eventually, you realise that Good Fortune Child had a knife... And to counter the 450 splash, he's put it onto his chest, so Tyler Bates landed right on the knife. And that's how he gets the win and wins the Shard of Freud of Royale. And they've got another show tonight, and they've teased that they might do a seance or something to bring everyone back. I would say, if all the roster's dead. Yeah, there's a great picture by Beyond Gorilla, actually, of Good Fortune Child looking really happy with all the weapons that he collected, uh, while the rest of the roster lies dead around him. (laughs) Yeah, it was an absolutely ridiculous show, and Tickets for those shows are like gold dust. They're so hard to get. We were real lucky to get one night's tickets. Um, I'd recommend... Because they don't put them online or anything. So the only way you can see these shows is by going to them. So if you ever get the chance to try and get tickets, go for it. It's How many does the ve- how big is the venue? It holds about 100, 120 people at most. Okay. It's a really small venue. I've seen, I've seen a picture. I think you, you, the one you sent. Yeah, like looked, I, I was sat on the balcony and the ring is like... The whole floor section that you can see. Um, it's a really, really tiny venue, but it's absolutely brilliant. Could, could they not get a bigger venue? They don't want to. They on purpose run that venue. Chris Brooks got asked about it, uh, saying, "Would you ever doing consider doing shows elsewhere?" And he said, "We've got no interest in doing these shows outside of the Frog and Bucket." Fair enough. Yeah, it's just the atmosphere because it's a comedy club rather than like a actual wrestling venue or like uh, even a music venue. It's a pure comedy club, and they just get to do what they want in this really small intimate venue fine yeah um i'm, I'm looking forward to see what happens on night two because 
who knows? It could be anything. <laughs> Excellent. Talking about someone who just does what they want and people let him get away with it. Dave Meltzer. He's been <laughs> uh, he's been all on the news. You talked about earlier on about Edge. Um, that hasn't been lately, but D- Big Dave's been up on all the news this week, hasn't he? So, uh, first of all, he uh, he mentioned how uh, CM Punk's film Girl on the Third Floor managed to get three and a half stars from Roger Ebert, which is pretty impressive considering how dead Roger Ebert is. And uh, he's also been he's been telling people that after there was a big talent meeting this week, which about the events that we're going to discuss soon, and apparently uh, Seth Rollins got up and gave a speech that no one liked <laughs> which i'm a little devastated that this turned out not to be true because i definitely want to imagine seth rollins as being like the the uh the gareth keenan to like <laughs> vince's david brent getting up and going I, I, i'm i'm the i'm the locker room leader i should know first but well, he, he made out the speech okay, you was... can give the announcement my fishing <laughs> i don't need your fishing okay permission granted <laughs> he made the announcement he said that seth rollins speech was along the lines of Hey guys, if something like this happens again, don't tweet about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, Seth Rollins giving out advice on social media is just—I just wish it was true, but apparently it's not. And Dave was like all groveling to uh, to Seth Rollins afterwards. Going, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry, don't hurt me. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we didn't. Um, we because we recorded on uh, Wednesday last week. We didn't talk about uh, AEW or NXT, didn't we? No, but I gave a review of AEW before the show happened. Yes, you did, and it was pretty much dead on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unsurprisingly. So, Dan, for you, I'll do the review for this week's AEW as well. Okay. It was an all right show. There were too much wrestling, not enough backstage stuff. The Code Rose Jericho segment was the best segment of the night. Okay. Yeah, that's been the review of everything. Did you see the Cody shirt that got released this week? Uh, no. That um, caused a, a bit of a stir. Uh, do you want to go on to your next thing while I find a picture of it just so yeah. we can get the reaction? Uh, there's a Cody shirt that's been released this week. Uh, no, I'm really kidding. I didn't have that as my next thing. I, NXT we'll talk about again. Again, I can't really talk about NXT without going on to... Oh, no. I, can, can we not talk about Finn Balor's promo? Yeah. Well, when uh, Did he say something about uh, the boys in the back, they're all marks or something, and then it... He said... Uh, Along those lines, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to lay down for a man that's suddenly the most over guy in the business because he put on a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and and now I've become the most over guy in the business because I've taken mine off. Yeah. I don't think you're the most over guy in the business, though. No, possibly. I, mean, also don't... I really like Finn Balor, but I don't... Yeah. Think... No, I'm a big fan of his, yeah. but don't do not do the over guy in the business thing. That, no. These things are never good. So, Daryl, this is the Cody shirt. Oh, they announced women's war games as well. Uh, Okay. <laughs> it's an ugly shirt. It's a parody of, I think, a Master P album That's or horrible. something. Yeah, it's uh, Cody in a big fur jacket with a cigar. Wh- why is everything, including the show you went to see, a parody? Why can't? Why is there no like original thoughts? There's no real stuff. <laughs> Dan, get in the real world, mate. Get in the well, real world. Everything, anyway, everything's real a parody, world. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You can't really take life seriously anymore. I mean, I we, are in, we are, in essence, a parody of a wrestling podcast, I think. Yeah, it's by design, isn't it? Yeah. As you will find out if you come to our live show on Sunday, which we haven't mentioned yet. Yes, well, I was <laughs> going to mention it at the end and give you the big build-up. But yeah, you're right. Dan, Dan's interviewing uh, a child leader in the new breed. <laughs> I wasn't going to actually straight up say that, but yeah, leader of the new breed champion, Joe Nelson, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Along with uh, a couple of our friends from the Sheffield Podcasting com- community. That's very much exciting, and we'll talk about it again at the end. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Saudi Arabia has been big news this week. It's always big news, isn't it? It's always big news in a way, but like 
I think it's been really used in a very specific way because lots of people have been there. Yeah, so they had a little show, didn't they? They had, it, they had a little show or a big show, isn't it? Wasn't no, they weren't calling this one as big as WrestleMania, were they? No, but I'll they be honest. Sometimes. If that exact show was on in New York, I don't. I think I might have enjoyed it more. I think you would have been pleased. Certainly. Yeah. That's, well, that's... probably because it was three hours less as well. Yeah, yeah there is that. that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but but yeah. And you would have had to. You wouldn't have had to wait until like the red light went off to go right. We need to go now. <laughs> like, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it. The opening match of uh, Crown Jewel was Brock Lesnar against Cain Velasquez. Strong start. Right. So yeah. this is the only match I can actually talk on because obviously I don't watch those Saudi Arabia shows. We've talked about it before. But is I it did all right see... if you don't pay to watch them? Well, someone posted the full match as a gif. They were like, yeah, yeah the full match is in this one gif. So I watched the go. gif um, of Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. Now, it makes sense, knowing that Cain Velasquez needs knee surgery again, why they did a match like this, considering he was doing like handspring elbows and stuff in AAA, and he went to being an immobile MMA fighter in this one. He's got an actual injury. Yeah, but I don't. But, I still think even if he didn't have an injury, they wouldn't have had him do lucha stuff. Yeah, but that's more entertaining seeing like a boat you don't expect doing that. It stuff. is, but I don't. That's think why everyone's loved Keith Lee on these last two TV shows. WWE's not paying him to be a luchador. They're paying him to be a fake MMA fighter. <laughs> they are though. <laughs> They're like, paying him to be a pride fighter. <laughs> how many shooting star presses has Brock done since he's come back? Zero. Not <laughs> yeah, well, not enough. <laughs> not enough. Not enough, but zero because they're paying him to be an MMA fighter. Yeah, and not dead like he nearly was on his last one. Yeah, I mean, he has done some stupid stuff. Like I think we, we mentioned it the other week, actually. That yeah, we did, yeah, but yeah. I like mentioning it a lot. Yeah, where, where he decided... <laughs> himself over at rope. Yeah, he decided he was enjoying himself, so he was, he was just going <laughs> to... You know what I haven't done? A plancher. I'm going to do a plancher on John Cena from the steps. Wasn't it from the steps? Yeah, just for a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why not? Cracking. So yeah, I did see this okay, one. Okay, did you did you enjoy the gif? I mean, it was like it was like they almost teased them doing the same match they had in the UFC where like Kane caught him with a punch and Brock backed off, but caught him in a Kimura and submitted him. Yeah. Which is not what Brock Lesnar did in the actual fight. He did a weird breakdancing spin and then got destroyed. Yeah, but you're only as good as your last fight, and in Brock Lesnar's last fight with Kane Velasquez, who won? Cain Velasquez. Brock Lesnar. I think. Brock Lesnar, did <laughs> you not see it? In his last fight. Yeah. Um, as far yeah. as the Saudi prince knows, that was their last fight. The Saudi prince thinks Yokozuna with the Ultimate Warrior is still alive. <laughs> the, the Saudi prince has got thinks a lot of things. Um, <laughs> yes. Right, um, I think next up was... I mean, I straight up I haven't got the card in front of me because no. I'm not a professional. No, be right. And I haven't got my computer to type on, so <laughs> like, what's the point? Uh, the next one, I think, was the greatest tag team in the world. This went um, on for a while. Yeah, well, of course it did. It's one of them tag team terminal yeah. matches, isn't it? It's way too long. There uh, were no Shane McMahon involvement, which annoyed me. Yeah, what's the point? Like, if there's no Shane McMahon, what's, he flew, really he the flew to Saudi Arabia. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that the pre-show had that battle royal, and the the exact person that I said would win won. Ah, uh, Humberto. Humberto. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. We said that, didn't we? Because then, yeah, we said he would, yeah. and he did. Because right, yeah, best in the best in the world WWE <laughs> tag team. Uh, I'm not going through all of this. Um, no, it's fine. Gals and Anderson hit the magnet, magic killer and the Viking Raiders to win the match and the trophy. Yeah. Uh, Mansoor against Cesaro. You're so, keen on Cesaro's gear, yeah. aren't you? What, what's, what's his gear? He, he wrestles in, like, Takamichinoku, like, trousers. You know, like, them, them, right, them tight. Three quarters. Yeah, but they're, but, they're a tiny bit longer, but they're a tiny bit longer than three quarters. 
So Can like, we be clear that Cesaro's gear has always been rubbish? You know, now that I actually stand to think about it, right? Do you remember that time when he was uh, the Swiss Superman? And so he came out with the James Bond entrance. Oh, God. And then he ripped off that fake suit. I'd actually forgot Yeah, that. but then in the ring, you just had trunks, which is fine. Yeah, but... But again, that's still part of a time. It's still wrestler fashion. Yeah, I was going to say we were hey, well into yeah. a wrestler fashion section then, and that Graham hadn't done the music. Wrestler fashions, Heike. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. just don't, don't don't like his gear. Think it's shit. He had um, he had rubbish gear when he was a fake rugby player as well. Do you remember the the weird tape around his thighs? Yep. Yeah, that were also rubbish. This is what I mean, Cesaro. Rubbish gear, Cesaro. I think. I think he might be the the emperor's new clothes of wrestling. I don't think he's nearly as good as we think he is. Poor and attitude also, as well. Yeah, exactly. Poor attitude. Exactly. Met him. So, not yeah. bad. <laughs> so, Seamus, though, his partner, lovely man. Where is he? Dressing as Chucky for Halloween. Yeah, he's still no, he's still cool. he's still officially not retired, but he ain't been wrestling. For he, a while, he's got he? the Christian retirement, and he? he'll show up on uh, <laughs> W backstage at some point and just go. Oh, by the way, you retired. I'm Either back. that, or he'll have a show with who's his best mate? That's Triple H. That won't work. Mansoor did a great speech, didn't he? It was all like, oh, cheers, guys, for coming and that. One question. Who's Mansoor? Uh, well, you this... won't know him because, again... <laughs> oh, you should know him. Well, you haven't, but like, you don't watch NXT UK either, do you? I ain't he's had, network, He's yeah. had three televised matches, um, two of which have been in Saudi Arabia because he's from Saudi Arabia, and one of which was on a random episode of NXT UK, I think maybe even from Download, <laughs> where he lost to Travis Banks. Huh. Yeah, so so th- did they sign him... At that first Saudi show. Did yes, you... they did. Yeah, he was one of those ones in the ring when they got the Davaris to come back for one night. Yeah. Um, now, we are going to say a lot about Saudi Arabia and their regime and stuff later on, I imagine. I um, imagine it might come up. Yeah. But they're real people that live there, like normal people is what I mean. Like They're not all like... Horrible people. Crazy dictators who kill journalists. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And gay people. Yeah, yeah no, that's yeah. correct. But, yeah, yeah, but, that, but, the, but the, they're not, though, are they? If you think about it. Not, like, all, of them, not all of them. No. no. So, like, I, I think that him being happy that there's a big event that he can perform on for those people and sort of, like, inspire, I think it was nice. It, it'd be the same as if Graham performed live in Doncaster. Would it? Would it be the same as that? Because not everyone in Doncaster is is awful, but most of them are. <laughs> oh, here he is. Oh, he thinks he's from Sheffield now. You're from, like, South Elmsley. It's, like, worst place in South Yorkshire. No, I'm... <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I have a copy of my birth certificate around that I can prove this one. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> I moved away? to South Elmsley when Tell I was you 10. Like this happen. You got away with the microphone, Donald. I moved to South Elmsley when I was 10. Well, where were you born then? I was born at Sheffield Hospital. Oh, yeah. That's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> Where's the birth certificate? All I'm saying is I want to see the certificate. <laughs> Ten years, president, mate. Simple. <laughs> Nailed it. Or at least prime minister. You know, I can do that one, can I? Uh, AJ Styles. Where, you, where are you from? Look, I don't want to discuss it on air. All okay. right. Just, you know where I'm from. I, don't <laughs> I, thought, dis- I thought we could have another argument. I don't want to discuss it on air. I don't want to discuss it on air. Did a bit of Scot- the Scottish come out in his voice? <laughs> you're, making, you're making me angry. <laughs> anyway, oh, by the way, did you, um, you know they're doing signings and we talked about earlier that Rusev's at Argos in Leeds. <laughs> yeah. um, Glasgow gets Drew McIntyre, which is hilarious to me. Like, if you imagine, of all the superstars, like, just fling Drew their way. They'll, they'll eat that up. It'll be fine. I think they've got two signings because one's Drew and one's someone else that's like better. 
but Rey Mysterio is at Glasgow. Yes, that's who the other yeah. one is. Yeah, but but it's it's like I imagine they were like, all right, who wants to do some signings? And like, okay, Ray, we're gonna put you in Glasgow, and Drew's, I'll go to Glasgow as well. Just I'll go see go see my family. It'll be fine. <laughs> Going out with Jack Jester and that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, fear and loathing last weekend, by the way. I know. Yeah, it shows how much I see. Like we did a full show on it before. Yeah, well, we did, but it, that's because yeah. it was at the Hydro. So yeah, and now it's well, it's next year. It's at the Barrowlands, all the albeit for two nights. So they're yeah. just downsizing again because they it are was at... two nights this year as well. But yes, it was SW three. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, they have also announced, by the way, that they are running a now. How did they put this? Basically, they're splintering a family-friendly version of ICW. So there'll be okay. a family-friendly um version that's run in conjunction with another scottish company so basically that i think they've kind of gone right we need to actually make some money now but family friendly and scottish like that's still like you know heroin yeah but, <laughs> yeah, but the point is it's junior heroin so it's watered down with milk that's how it works <laughs> have your iron brew and smack <laughs> enjoy back, the show bring back proper iron brew <laughs> So that's good. I think it? he's been racist towards <laughs> your Yeah, he's people. actually been racist, which you know is fine when it's when it's him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're gonna make me wear a toss a caber, and when you're gonna get a t-shirt with my face on as painted as William Wallace, is that okay to you? No, is it? no, I'm gonna look after, after you. Exploits last week with the with the Conservative Party. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look after you while you're coming down, and you're seeing dead babies crawling across the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna release a t-shirt and then say, "Oh, no one even bought them anyway. It's fine." Right. What's that a reference to? I generally don't know that one. I mean, you were retweeting him last week, mate, so... Oh, there we okay, go. yeah. Right. The, the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia happened. Did you see some of this? Uh, I saw what they were wearing. Yes, you did. They were dressed like kids on a water skiing holiday. They were, yeah, full-on, like, <laughs> full-body suits and T-shirts, which I think they would have had to have made for them. I don't think Lacey Evans has got a T-shirt, so no, yeah. No, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, yes. This, red and pink t-shirts and yeah. they were um then they had a, like, a bit of a bit of a cuddle with all the fans well, and stuff i mean you know it's like what I, what I found quite odd about the attire which leads me to believe it i mean we know it was last minute because it was a last minute announcement but when um sasha banks and alexa bliss they they had a match somewhere where p- women are persecuted as well it was dubai wasn't it i oh. think so yeah but and then, it was i'm not sure uh, it was but, dubai it was somewhere near there but yeah, i don't think but, it actually was dubai. yeah but they had they had to wear a similar they wore full body suits but... yeah but they had their own like sort of like design on on theirs they did they're they, like bodysuit versions of their own gear made they'd yeah. basically known that that was going to happen whereas this i think they still weren't sure yeah you know. but then surely they could have just booked Sasha Banks as one of the people in it because she's or, already got the gear. Or Natalia was, has been trying to get this match for at least a, a year. Yeah. You think, i get some gear ready made just in case. Yeah. <laughs> did you see, did I read a thing about Sasha Banks earlier on this week that we probably shouldn't talk about on air? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> did okay. you? Um, yeah, I, I don't I'll, know. I'll, yeah. I'll talk to you about it after. I, I, I don't know what it is. Okay, so. we'll what do you say on air? Eh? What do you say on air? All right, I read that she'd had some photographs leaked. That's oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. oh, no, they're fakes. Are they? Good. Yeah, he studied them. He knows. <laughs> well, he's always the first one that brings him up in, in group, isn't he? I've seen these again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a conservative I mean, misogynist. Great, but it's all right. You're making money from it, so it's fine. And listen, you can meet the conservative misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the conservative misogynist, <laughs> live in person. Do you want to talk about the Smedgwick by-election? Let's 
let's talk about the <laughs> penalty the five on five between team hogan and team flair now this relates to something on raw um they had a bit of an angle on raw going oh he was off of team hogan and he was off of team flair they're just rerunning this at survivor series aren't they yeah yeah probably. that's fine um yeah so uh you remember we said that roman reigns was going to be involved in the finish somehow yeah well in fact he actually speared randy orton to win the match for team hogan yeah surprised me because i said it was going to be oh shorty g won but he didn't you know and then the main event we, we've we've glossed over the fact that they wheeled jimmy hart out as well oh they did wheel jimmy hart out, <laughs> didn't they yeah yeah because they literally him wheel him out or? no no <laughs> okay no. but or, what we also glossed over was uh lana came out yes she did and then promptly turned around and went back into yeah. the back yeah so uh <laughs> one of my friends messaged me about that and was saying i'm surprised they let that because she went to see when she was in egypt uh she wasn't allowed to stay in the same hotel as her boyfriend at the time because they're that strict on like unmarried couples being near each other in public. So she was surprised that they were allowed to even do that. Hmm. Was Lana wearing full body gear as well? Nope. She had like a polo neck on. No, but she had she had a dress that pretty much cov- covered herself. Yeah, she was she, she was certainly more covered than she usually is in WWE's arenas back home, is what I would yeah. say. And then um, the main event was the Universal Championship, Seth Rollins against The Fiend in a Falls Count Anymore match that could not be stopped for any reason. And yet somehow was still stopped. Who saw that coming, right? They did clarify that. Yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was still funny. <laughs> uh, that red light can piss off. Yeah, it's awful. I'm sick of them doing stuff like that. Do you remember? Obviously you do. <laughs> Sin Cara. Yeah. yeah. Kane. Yeah. At least but- with Kane, when they did it, it was like, this is something different. Now, once I've seen it, I've seen it too much. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want them to do it with. Well, I was I wasn't watching it at the time, was I? But I didn't want them to do it with Sin Cara. I don't want them to do it with this. Yeah, this I, I, I don't. I don't understand what they think it. it how they think it improves the experience? Because it's it's just distracting. Because all yeah. the all the time I'm thinking, I need this light off. Like turn the red light off all the way through the match. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm not thinking on oh, Seth Rollins. You're boring, <coughs> or Bray Wyatt, or you, you're all right. Sometimes I'm thinking this red light is annoying me. Uh, it was very much similar to the Hell in Cell match in that there was a bunch of stomps and he just kept kicking out a one. Yeah. And there was the... I'm, the... I, I, I'm, I'm over that now. It's pointless. That that first time it happened in that Hell in a Cell, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Bored now. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> they find that's quite good. They've now run it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> just like the Fiend himself. Yeah. Remember uh, how surprised I was when you told me that um, Tyler Bate kicked out one in the match against Walter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly <laughs> Vince must have seen that. Went, that was good. Let's do it forever. <laughs> And then, oh, there was the there was the fire as well. We've not even talked about the fact that something caught fire. Was it electrical equipment or something? <laughs> was that the press oh, box? the pyro stuff. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll level with you, mate. I didn't watch this match because oh, of the red okay. light. Yeah, yeah, like, it, was, it wasn't fire, no. So uh, they fought up to the entrance state, to the stage, yeah. and um, you could tell one of them was going off the stage um, at, at some point, and it, it turned out to be Bray Wyatt, but he fell into uh, what was described as technical equipment, and loads of pyro went off around it. And Seth Rollins went down to, I guess, pull him out of it. But um, as he reached in, something exploded. And he did a Terry Funk, my eye, my eye. Amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, in a, what was a cool shot, uh, as he's like selling his eye, the camera's facing Seth Rollins and the thing that Bray Wyatt fell into Guys, in the background. Guys, we skipped over Braun Strowman against Tyson Fury. Uh, we can get back to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll come we'll back. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bray Wyatt stood up um, sort of like behind him, but it looked, looked pretty cool. Yeah, then yeah. Bray Wyatt won the title anyway. Uh, yeah. They said beforehand that it was going to go to SmackDown if Bray Wyatt won the title, and yeah. they did. 
Yeah, which we'll again get onto later. But yeah, um, I actually watched Braun Strowman against Tyson Fury. Okay, I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, Tyson Fury's coming back on SmackDown by the way for some reason, which is a bit weird. Another payday. Well, they, but yes, but they asked him afterwards. They said, "Will you ever come back?" Because obviously they always do that. And he said, "I've got Deontay Wilder to deal with first. So I, again, my f- foolish me, I took him at his word just because he's a real person who probably doesn't need to come back now that he doesn't have the Saudi dollars, you know? Yeah, but I wonder if they've said to him, "Come and set some up for when you've done with Deontay." De- yeah, Deontay. Deontay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might be that. Or it might just, like, when's the when's the fight? When's the Deontay fight? Do you know? February. Oh, it's a bit early to plug it. Then, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe he's just coming back to plug it essentially, but maybe it not. could still very well be that though, couldn't it? Yeah. So yeah, at least the at least the fiend won a whole month late. That was good. Yeah. Uh, the the, yeah. the um the Fury and uh, Braun Strowman match ended with a uh, with a count out. Yeah. They didn't describe it as cut out on the commentary, but they described it as cut out in the announcement. Yeah, so Michael Cole and was like, "Oh, Tyson Fury wins with a TKO." And yeah, I was yeah. like, well, no, we got counting out. But Do you know? I was fine with that though. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, like it, it protects both of especially them, especially considering they're in a place where they can get away with that. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna if, if you're booking to your crowd, book to your crowd. That's yeah. fine. I enjoyed the show. Yeah, it was actually it was way better. I think this is the best of all the ones they've done. Yeah. With the possible exception of the greatest Royal Rumble, just because that was like hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But Plus, also, what I like about that show is that you can you can now point back to it and go, "Look, there you are, Daniel Bryan in the ring for nearly an hour. <laughs> oh, what's all this about Saudi Arabia, mate? You didn't know about it. Well, you just wanted to get in the ring, didn't you? Immature. <laughs> that might be a immature reason for me to like it, but that's not the point. <laughs> Braun Strowman should have come out with his big green title belt that he got that one time <laughs> that they got rid of and never talked about again. They should have that every Saturday show. We should come yes, they should, and them. only on the Saturday shows. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, but no, I I enjoyed this. I think that um, the Bray Wyatt match, as distracting as it were with the red lights, it it was a better match than Hell in a Cell. And if they'd not done the Hell in a Cell, or if they'd have done this at Hell in a Cell instead, I think we'd be in a different place with both Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. But because they had that stupid, stupid match, stupid, stupid finish. Yeah. Like it was kind of too little, too late. Um, the the women's match was what it was. It wasn't great, but with Lacey Evans and Natalia, it was never going to be amazing. Uh, the celebrity stuff was fine as well. I, like it, well it, with the women's match, it's more the fact that they could manage to finally get that done in Saudi Arabia. Like for all my criticisms about the Saudi Arabia deal and WBA, it's a good thing that they've managed to do that. I think what's going to be telling is that the next Saudi Arabia show. If there's a women's match, if there's not a women's match at the next one, what was the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be at least one on every show now. Or if they actually get gear made for the next one, I think they will. Like, I, th- I yeah. think, like they've they've got to assume that there's going to be at least one match on on it. So it, it'll be Charlotte next one, I think. Yeah, if she goes, who knows? Mm. Well, that's the question. Who is going to go? Because well, let let's talk about Brock Lesnar. Were first on the card, weren't he? Yes, he was. I bet he was on the plane. Straight that out of there, yeah. Mate. Straight out. Brock on his had own his jet. own. Apparently, Brock had his own plane. Always does. And when all the trouble happened with the other plane, he invited Hogan and Flair onto his plane That's and phenomenal. got out with them. I love that. Can I come on the plane? No. Who are you? No, no autographs. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, 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 I interrupt you, mate. Do you want to say? Everyone knows, but do you want to say? Right, what yeah. So um, basically. Uh, certain flights 
had issues that stopped them from leaving the country. 175 members of WWE personnel were delayed due to what were described by WWE as mechanical issues with the aircraft. And also described by the uh, by the uh, the airline, who definitely were not pressured into saying that by <laughs> WWE, who would be a repeat business. Um, this meant that Smack no one, with the exception of Brock Lesnar, made it to SmackDown the next day. Uh, which, and, and Paul Heyman. But, and Paul yeah. Heyman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, to be perfectly honest, like, even if they were going to catch their flight, in my head I'm going, how? why are you asking them to do that? That's horrible. And then I remember it's WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on the fact that they're going straight from, like, Raw tonight onto a UK tour. Mm. Raw on, they'd start in the UK tour tonight, aren't they? And then SmackDown so, yeah. start it sometime soon as well. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm at Leeds... On Saturday, and I don't even know which one that is, if it's Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, what we have found out since is that the the Saudi feed of the show, which is supposed to be live, aired on a 40-minute delay. <laughs> and WWE had not been paid for the previous event. Now, those two f- things can be completely independent of one another. Hey, if you want them to be. Daryl, do you think those two things are completely independent of one another? Enjoy this. Graham has just introduced a conspiracy theory I'm inviting to the podcast. you, mate. I'm actively inviting it. <laughs> right. So, here's my take on this. Yes. Which I'm sure is a... Nuanced. Uh, right. So, there was a investors meeting thingy, what, Q&A, what was it? I don't, not Q&A, but like, I don't know what... I yeah, don't, it's basically a stock... A, yeah. Every, every quarter they have to have a stockholders yeah. meeting, basically they go, here's why we have or haven't made you money. Yeah. And on the fact of haven't made money is they said that they were waiting on um, certain payments from something, but I can't... But it, it was basically they were waiting on the Saudi money, essentially, and they've yep. not been paid it yet. And then... There's also a thing about the TV deal, which I'll talk about in a minute. But okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, apparently, Vince Vince has a big argument in Saudi Arabia with uh, with the people in charge, and threatens to pull the show or something so they air it on a delay until they get their money transferred and then that that the WWE reported a 60 million dollar payment payment yep so that payment came um on the day of the show yeah so all that adds up correct yep certainly does so i believe all that the plane bit <laughs> now if there was a mechanical fault on the plane, and these wrestlers always travel like 300 dates yeah. a year, they're always flying, they must encounter mechanical faults all the time, or quite often. often more often than in your yeah. average jail. Yeah. They're going to be used to these mechanical faults and also be like, well, we'll get the next plane or yeah. whatever. There was no next plane. They were told to go back to the hotels. Right. Yeah, there was a video clip which I managed to see in the in the nine minutes that it was online of of Humberto Carrillo basically doing a flare flop onto his bed because he was like, "I'm still stay- I'm still here." Yeah, you had Buddy Murphy tweeting out, "Never again." Yep. Um. Uh. What's he called? The uh Charlotte Flair's boyfriend. What's he called? Uh. Uh. Yes, Andrade. Andrade. He um tweeted out saying he's hope he's hoping to be home before his birthday, which I think is next week. Yeah. <laughs> So I saw Carl Anderson's tweet on the subject, which was something along the lines of, uh, "I'll probably never, go, I'll never want to go back there, but I do want a second pool." 
Um, is... And then his wife made a comment about him being held, being held hostage, which he liked. <laughs> yes. So there's there's a lot there that makes you think that maybe something was up there. My only thing that makes me think otherwise is what what does the Saudi regime gain? I'm be very careful here because I think you're going to mention a journalist when I talk about this. <laughs> what do they gain by? Am I or am I going to mention Dave Meltzer? Not the same thing. <laughs> I was talking well, about the, another... <laughs> the journalist I was referencing is dead. So uh... <laughs> there's another part to mention in all this plane stuff as well. But okay, continue. okay. Uh, my, my thing is, so let's say that they're pissed that Vince aired this on a. F- well, he just said he weren't going to air it, and then they paid him, so he, they started airing it. Hmm. Um, if if we say all that's true, and then they're all they're all trying to leave the country and they they stop some of the they stop pretty much all the wrestlers leaving the country essentially what does the saudi regime gain from stopping those wrestlers leaving the country but like put it this way they're not they've not got them tied up in a cave going we've got your wrestlers right <laughs> we've got your wrestlers vince we've got your wrestlers they're maybe not doing was, that maybe it was a thing that they were wanting assurances that they won't have any issues on future shows. Like, they'll still be going ahead and stuff like that, or who knows. But there was a whole incident as well with... There was a story going around that some of the talent had chartered their own flight. Yeah, okay, yeah. so... Yeah, let, let's let's talk about that. So, the WWE put out... A, so, all this kicked off. Like, it was... Um, some of the wrestling media... So, Bixen Span were on it. He, he, he was probably, for me, the more... Um, proactive. Yeah, he was the one that I was like thinking he's reporting this right. I believe most of what he says, to be honest, like compared to a lot of them. Yeah, like, so Mel- him and Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp tend to be the two so like, go-to guys. Th- thing is, with, with Meltzer, he's so oblivious to everything. He, he's reporting ex- exactly what he's been told word for word, yeah. which I, I won't believe <laughs> as far as I could throw some people. Well, he ain't wrestlers. got time to research it anymore now. He's on AEW's payroll. Well, yeah. Um. <laughs> So, so anyway, so the, these the, the reporting that there's been these delays and all this, but WWE put out a statement saying that it was a mechanical fault, mm. and then they kind of threw their own talent over the but uh, under the bus because they said, "Oh yeah, uh, twenty members of staff managed to get an earlier flight, which was probably I think it was like Vince. I assume that was Brock, not Chuck. no, no, it was it was uh, Roman Reigns and a few others. It wasn't." Because Vince was on the WWE jet, and then Brock had his own private jet. As okay, part of his well, well they, they twenty members, twenty members of staff, which included twelve wrestlers, left on an earlier flight. Then they said that once the mechanical faults became apparent, a group of wrestlers felt compelled to charter their own flight out of the country. Mm. Does that not make it sound like all the other wrestlers couldn't be asked? Because like yeah, because all those other ones seem very frustrated about this with the hashtag not the twenty, yeah, which they are all using. Like, like I'm pretty sure all of them, whether they've got families or not, but especially the ones with families, probably did want to charter a flight, but probably aren't paid enough to be able to charter a flight. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, they yeah, or can't afford to. that the talent didn't pay for the charter flight because I don't know if you've. Uh, seen that Corey Graves has done his podcast this week 
and discuss this whole thing. And Corey Graves, of course, like he's going to stand up for his fellow talent. He's not a corporate shill like Corey Graves, is he? Uh, like uh, Seth Rollins? No, he's definitely a corporate shill. Yeah, of course uh, he is. You've mentioned so, Corey Graves. So, yeah, he, uh, he said on the podcast that the talent who were on the earlier flight were the ones who were advertised for SmackDown. They were trying to get them to SmackDown in time. So he half confirmed that WWE paid for the fight in what he was saying, but then was saying, yeah, yeah, it was definitely mechanical faults and everything. I don't know why people need to stop complaining and stuff. And was doing all this stuff. Uh, Benson, uh, have you seen the tweet from uh, Richard Benson? On I Twitter? haven't, but I was going to um, quote former 1PW okay. champion Sterling James Keenan. I don't know anybody. Um, sorry, Corey Graves. I'm dead naming him. That's not cool. Because uh, I think he's actually addressing you directly, Daryl. Me? Okay. As a former friend. Okay. He's addressing you directly. As a former fellow 1PW roster member. Yeah. He's, uh, he's addressing he, you directly. He's, he's so. only ever said uh, one sort of like thing to me personally. Yeah. Right? So I I was given the task of finding out certain wrestlers' weights and hometowns for the ring announcer. And when I asked him, he said, I've been here such a long fucking time do they not know my fucking weight? <laughs> I went, sorry. <laughs> and you said, well, they did, but you've put on a bit, mate. <laughs> to be fair, at that point, you hadn't, but it's fine. Um, uh, I spent an entire evening in a hotel in a hotel with him, and he didn't say much oh, more than oh, that. Oh, all oh. right, okay, all right, Carmella, here we go. <laughs> it, it was his birthday. There you go, right. There you... <laughs> Are we going to have to tell his ex-wife this? The, the best part was when Homicide showed up, banging on the door. <laughs> did he have to pee again? That's all I think about. Whenever I think about homicide, all I think of is um, Samoa Joe talking about them sleeping on someone's floor <laughs> and homicide uh, being stood up. Was it over him or over CM Punk? It was over CM Punk. He's over CM Punk. And I got to pee. With his, with, with his knob out. And CM Punk goes, what are you doing? He's like, I got to pee, man. I got to pee. <laughs> and then CM Punk's homicide impression, which is the best thing CM Punk's ever yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Lariat. Right. So, uh, yeah. All these conspiracy theories that have been drawn up and half of it comes from some of the boys that were on that plane. Ooh. But if you're that insecure and you feel so strongly that you're going to get on Twitter and complain that our flight got screwed up, what's Twitter going to do? All it is is fuel for these journalists. I'm talking about you, mate. And then everyone puts their two cents in. Talking about you again. Yep. And starts coming up with the con- con- their conspiracy theories. 100% talking about you. If you're mad that you got your, your flight got delayed and you weren't one of those Saudi 20, that's on you. Quit crying about it on Twitter. You know who wasn't complaining? Randy freaking Orton. <laughs> if anyone has the cash and the right to speak his rind, his mind, it would be Randy Orton. He got it. Mm. It was about doing the damn show. Well, he has first, just signed a new five-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> for, firstly, Corey Graves, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, Randy Orton's played a different social media game to you. He's next level. What he's what he's doing <laughs> is he's trying, which he succeeded on. I called this out when he started doing yeah, this. Did, yeah. yeah. He was in contract negotiations, so he, he's not complaining on Twitter about oh my flights got delayed or all this. He's finding a, a door that, that says elite level, tweet, <laughs> tweeting and tagging Jericho and Cody Rhodes in it, and tagging Jacksonville, Florida, right? <laughs> <laughs> knowing that Vince is going to see that. And Jericho did tweet it back, which. I realise we're going to talk neg- negatively about Jericho in a bit, but he said something about, uh, I'll see what I can do for your kids, send us a tape, which I thought were pretty funny. <laughs> That's quite good. Um, so it went, ben- Richard Benson who tweeted this, he retweeted someone called Ian Stewart, who said, Corey Graves has got the 1PW message board loyalty down a treat. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's having a go at all of us. 
We were all on that. It's not like that's how we kind of met. Yeah, but uh, oh, well. yeah, but what I like to think is uh, that's how we met. That that Ian Stewart twat. Uh, <laughs> I live in his head rent free. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come out as Ian. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Tweet about us. <laughs> I, I, you two aren't gonna face the public on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I am talking about about someone that that, yeah. that lives lives in the shadows. Hi everyone, I'm the nice one. The, well, the, well, okay. The, I, no, I, no. I want to put it out there. He's not the nice one. <laughs> Just the less horrible one, maybe in a way. It's all, yeah, it's all relative, true. isn't it, mate? Uh, yeah. So after that. Basically, the only talent they got smacked. Have we got anything else to say about the Saudi stuff? Because they eventually they got out, like in time to not in time to get back to SmackDown. Is basically. it? Is it? Yeah, I have, but it's not. Is it wrong of me <laughs> to hope that, yes, they for, go on. that they forgot someone? <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're going, I've seen Heath Slater on telly for a while. <laughs> yeah. If anything, it would be Zack Ryder. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It'd be Zack Ryder on a dodgy Skype connection next time you listen to Major Brothers Wrestling Figure Podcast. Zack Ryder, <laughs> as you know well, was not invited to Saudi Arabia because the people in Saudi Arabia make money. Zack Ryder, he's changed his Twitter name, hasn't he, to Mark Cardona because that's his what, real name, I assume. Yeah, but they, they do the podcast under the real names. Yeah, but... And I think it's so they can do merch and stuff like that. Fair enough. Well, all I know is that Rusev were ripping him. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. going, unlucky fatty. <laughs> <laughs> And that's Rusev, who's not, you know, he's certainly very caught now, but has been known to have some heft previously. <laughs> but he doesn't care. Yeah, so they didn't make it to SmackDown. Uh, so, unfortunately for WWE, they just had to make SmackDown better as a result. That would be a bit of a shame for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they, I saw quite a few people. They did what they'll clearly be able to do multiple times if they ever have to do this again. And it was pretty fortunate timing, I suppose, considering that... Um, like they're going through this whole Survivor Series thing because they just basically brought NXT up and just had a cracking show. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure as soon as everyone realised that they were never going to make it back, everyone guessed, well, they'll just use NXT roster. I mean, yeah. I would have expected that anyway, which, yeah. it was good timing because the night of the Saudi show, they advertised Survivor Series and announced on the advert that NXT would be part of Survivor Series. Yes, as I've pretty much just said. Did you? I will, I'll be honest with you. I were looking at Dan's screensaver and uh, I were having a bit of an acid trip. So. <laughs> uh, one of the best bits about SmackDown. Did you know that they've been billing Adam Cole six foot on some things on the WWE website? I mean, have you seen them lifting his boots, though? Well, he was stood next to Rhea Ripley, who's billed at 5'8", and she's taller than him. Okay. And yet Adam <laughs> that Cole... was a fun point. <laughs> yes, and yet Adam Cole quite significantly dwarfs Daniel Bryan, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Shawn Michaels, incidentally, who's in the same, who was in the same shot. That's because Shawn Michaels is shriveling up, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> on the old subsidence, isn't he? They had uh, they had a backstage segment, didn't they? So, that, like, yeah, Brock was there, um, and so apparently they shifted this forward because it was supposed to be an exclusive for backstage. Well, we were talking about the, this big announcement they were for backstage, and we thought it was CM Punk. Yeah, but I think the big announcement was the thing that they did. It was going to be that, but um, I think it then got shifted to Randy Orton signed a five-year deal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, they um, they shifted. Basically, Brock Lesnar came out and went, "Oh, I'm I'm leaving SmackDown. Unlucky. I'm off to Raw." And that was it. <laughs> there was no, "Oh, you're not allowed to do that." Like they didn't even they didn't even take the time to go. Oh, Brock Lesnar goes away. They said Brock Lesnar goes away. Brock Lesnar once, but they didn't like. They could have easily had Heyman say something like, "He's got a clause in his contract that he goes wherever he wants." Because you could believe that. Yeah. They just went, but, "No, he's 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 leaving." 
But they they could have done something else as well. Because it good. Well, well I mean, yeah, but like... I mean, they did them right. I mean, no, it th- was this, sort this, of... this would have been a very unfair trade, and this is no offence to the other two talent I'm going to mention. But um, SmackDown got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and yeah, uh, Raw think... got future draft picks. Yeah, I assumed that that's what they were sort of referring to, but okay. it hasn't been made explicitly no. clear at any point. Do you know what I mean? No, but I do like the idea of Brock Lesnar like, can do what he wants, but... You could just made it like, a little bit clearer. Yeah. That's the only criticism I have of it, because obviously they were going to find a way to get a title on both shows, weren't they? Yeah. And Fox had gone right hard on The Fiend, so I wasn't surprised that... Like, oh, by the way, did you notice that on backstage they teased that The Fiend was going to be bringing out his new WWE Universal Championship? Wasn't it just a normal belt? It was the same one the with, same the, with his own plates. plates on. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. It's still, it's still red. <laughs> yeah. Matches his ring lights, though. Yeah, but they've already sold red belts, haven't they? So you got to keep that toy money rolling in until the toy money is exhausted. <laughs> then you sell the blue belts, don't you? Yeah. You know all about that, mate. Genuinely, you do. Yeah, uh, yeah Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels were like uh, backstage. That was just basically to establish that they were backstage. That was Bailey against Nikki Cross. Uh, then the whole point of which was to set up Shayna Baszler turning up. Uh, which was really good, just because she's pretty solid, isn't she? Yeah. She was also part of one of the only good bits of Raw, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, this was the point at which, oh yeah, um, Aiden English called Shayna Baszler the Queen of Hearts instead of the Queen of Spades, yeah. and was promptly replaced in the ad break by Pat McAfee. <laughs> Imagine me so bad at your job, you're replaced by Pat McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what Pat McAfee's signed up for, though, don't you? What? Commentary on... The best football league in America in 2020, <laughs> the XFL, yes. Oh, we really need to get Zach's together if we're going to do two shows a week again. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not. No, so. We're going to do an XFL podcast. It was your idea. We're you, going to do it. You I said, have a lot of ideas that we don't do. But you said yeah, but it. Most of them we legally can't do. You said on air, if they announce new XFL, we are doing another show on it. And we are just going to hold you to that at least for the first week. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just one don't show. Tell, don't tell oh, us. Oh, yeah, I'll do one show. <laughs> we're doing loads, mate. Every week. Every week we're doing XFL. No, I'll do yeah. one. If we're doing, we're doing one, one. Right. a week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sami Zayn was like, oh, there's a bunch of NXT people here, and oh, they wouldn't mess with me. And then uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle sort of chased him into the ring. And he went, I was in NXT. I've just forgot my T-shirt in my car, which was quite funny. I quite <laughs> like that. And then they pagged him. Keith Lee did the moonsault from the second rope. Yeah. It looked brilliant. It looked better on this one episode of SmackDown than I would say he did in the first six months of NXT. <laughs> Ironically, because the... everyone's always like, oh, NXT knows how to book people. Well, they were. Apart you from Keith Lee. Yeah. Everybody. And then they just went, uh, Keith, uh, how do we get you over? What well, way I got over in US Indies was wrestling Donovan Dijak a lot. Okay, we'll put that match on NXT every week for the next six weeks. Miz TV with Tommaso Ciampa was really good as well. I really like. You know what? Watching this again made me think back to that whole thing, and I know I keep mentioning it every time we bring it up. But you know that Shinsuke Nakamura debut where he didn't have his feud with the Miz and had a feud with Dolph Ziggler instead. <laughs> yeah, I swear. You know, like sliding doors moments. That is a sliding doors moment because if you put him against the Miz, I imagine everyone would have been going, "Oh, this Shinsuke Nakamura bloke is great." Whereas in the end, they went, "Oh, that noodle-headed fucker's in our bed." <laughs> I mean, not everyone said that. It was mostly me, but you get the idea. Uh, yeah, so he um, he did, a, again, a brilliant promo. That, not surprising from either of these because they're both brilliant promo guys. But The Miz is, is one of those blokes, again, that just knows how well to get his opponent over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He can get his opponent over while still sounding like he's taking him down. And he and usually you think of that as a heel, but 
he actually did quite a good job as a well, semi-baby Well, that's he spent like six years of people putting him down in promos continuously. But, so he just doesn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, that's literally what he said. <laughs> what I, I like mean. the fact that he called that to Tommaso Ciampa. He was like, oh, you're seriously, you, this great white hope of NXT, this leg- this incredible guy, you're going to bring out the same line that everyone else has brought out for the last 15 years. Are you serious? Bring out something better. And then they had a match, didn't they? <laughs> and uh, Tommaso Ciampa won. I saw someone on Twitter, by the way, going, "Oh, if if Vince had been there, he wouldn't have won." I was like, "I think Vince was there." Yeah, Vince was, was there. there. <laughs> that was the whole point of the flight yeah. thing. Uh, Daniel Bryan backstage with Vince. Uh, sorry, with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Did you clock Shawn Michaels taking his gear off? I'll be honest, you have not seen it, mate. So oh, you, missed, <laughs> you missed out because I've been busy watching um, NWA Power. Well, but obviously, well, Daniel Bryan challenged Triple H to a match. And Triple H said, I haven't got my gear, but um, I'm sure there's someone else who could have a match with you. And Shawn Michaels starts taking his stuff off. <laughs> okay. And then he goes, oh, it's just a bit warm with that on, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, here's Adam Cole. <laughs> so he challenges up to an NXT Championship match for the main event, which is pretty good. Um, then there was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox getting on SmackDown. Didn't happen. Because uh, I know I tell her it was the other way around. It was supposed to be Carmella and someone in a tag match, but um, Bianca Belair just beat them. Beat, I was, that's right. <laughs> Carmella was just sitting there, like sat going, oh, a bit tired. Just sat on the whilst um, Bianca Belair was twatting Dana Brooke around. <laughs> Dana Brooke, like literally, no one's in the country. Dana Brooke still can't get a match. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox against uh, Fire and Desire. Pagging them one minute thirty, easy. <laughs> Tell you what, um, after watching Total Divas the last few weeks, I'm really high on Sonya Deville. Like she's genuinely like comes across as a brilliant person. Oh, she was show. great when she was on um, what's it called? Uh, the driving one, Ride Along. Ride Along. Yeah. yeah, she she comes across so well, like just as a genuine person, and yeah, I really like her. Stephanie McMahon came out, but don't worry about it. She was just talking about Lacey versus Natalia and then going away. <laughs> And then the main event was Adol Cole against Daniel Bryan for the NXT Championship. Uh, went 20 minutes, was really good. Um, ended in a finish that worked well for both of them, protected Daniel Bryan. Did Daniel Bryan take as... the Panama Sunrise? Uh, yes, he the, did. The he did, in Canadian fact, Destroyer, yes, he did yeah. take that and then took the last shot, which, again, still feels weird to me. Why is he using that Panama Sunrise as a setup move? <laughs> Mate job's fucked isn't it <laughs> it is though like it's a it's a flipping pile driver and, in wwe where they yeah, don't allow pile drivers yeah. and, <laughs> and, and it's not a finish like it's mental like i have no i never had an issue with canadian destroyer when peter williams were doing it yeah, I mean, never never, had, never had, i thought it were a cool move it's a finish though like, yeah, it's definitely yeah. finished yeah the last shot looks really weak after it as far as i'm concerned mm. um and then so triple h did his uh Basically, I saw this. Yeah, you see him doing his Polly Heyman impression. Yeah, coming out and doing. Oh well, we're NXT and we're taking over. One really nice thing I did like, by the way, because you know they've got this thing with Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole going on. Yeah, is whilst he was doing this, obviously all the rest of them are like, "Oh, we're all NXT, whatever." Fortunately, incidentally, did you notice what they were not doing? That's right, they weren't all wearing silly, stupid yellow t-shirts or black t-shirts with yellow on. They didn't all wear the same thing. Uh, no, but a lot of them had a NXT. A few of them had yeah. NXT t-shirts, yeah. but they weren't like all in blinking yellow, like yeah. a bunch of numpties. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till Survivor Series, mate. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong, that's going to happen next week. But um, I cannot like bees. I can't well, wait to link you several screenshots <laughs> of them wearing yellow t-shirts. Yeah, I know. I'm keeping an eye on the WWE shop site. As soon as the yellow t-shirts go on sale, I'm linking them to you. Because once they so, go on sale, it's happening. 
Can I just stop things a second? Because I'm quite annoyed this isn't happening on chapter 99, what we're going to. Progress have just announced Scotty Davis and Jordan Devlin versus uh, Danny Birch and Orny Larkin at the Electric Ballroom. But we're getting Cassius Ono, man. Yeah, we are getting Cassius Ono, but I would like some Orny Larkin as well. So Triple H did his best Paul Heyman impression while all the while um, Tommaso Ciampa just stared a hole through Adam Cole. Yeah. Which is quite good. I did did like it as well because there were sort of like opposite sides as well so it were kind of believable that they wouldn't fight yeah, rather than oh we're all we're all mates and we're just mates for no obvious reason it was like we're all holding a truce because we have a higher purpose yeah do you know what i mean rather than that whole look i've got a red t-shirt i'm your friend now <laughs> you tried to kill me last week <laughs> um so they tried to replicate this on raw to no success yeah i think there's these kind of shows you can only, you can't do them like week after week it don't make sense no and it don't like it was fine in the sense that it was probably a little better than some bad raws but um it wasn't it wasn't great really uh also did you see this did you see the thing with charlotte and natalia against uh the kabuki warriors did you see the cut off tag no right natalia's doing the hope spot trying to crawl to tag charlotte or was it Charlotte? No, Charlotte's crawling to tag Natalia. And literally, it was to the point where if you were watching it live, you'd have gone, is Natalia turning heel? Because she got, like, I'm talking from here to the, the desk, which incidentally I've actually nearly got my hand on, to there. And Asuka was supposed to cut her off and did and hadn't. So, like, she's, like, going, oh, I just can't. You're just too far out of reach. You can't, like... That was pretty embarrassing. Um, the best part of the whole of Raw, though, was... Uh, Becky Lynch doing a sit-down interview with... Uh, God, I can't remember who. Charlie? Caruso, maybe? Yeah. She was doing a sit-down interview with someone, and then Shayna Baszler rocks up and goes, out of the way, I'll do a sit-down <laughs> interview instead. And that was really good. Even though it was a bit sort of WWE promo I mm. loved the face-to-face between Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. And it just proves that... You know of that time after WrestleMania when they were like, hmm, who shall we feud Becky Lynch with next? <laughs> shall we make it Shayna Baszler, who's Ronda Rousey's mate, who Becky Lynch has just pinned? Or should we make it this random blonde woman who's been in the army in that and had a kid? <laughs> there you go. Lacey Evans it is. Uh, trying to remember anything else. Uh, oh, there Seth... was another NXT title match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth Rollins was having a, another promo with his dad slash <laughs> Triple H, basically, is the, the the joke there. Yeah. And he was like, oh, what are you going to do next? Are you going to join NXT, whatever? And then it was like, um, we got the Undisputed Era to, out to Pagroom and that. And then... Uh, do you it think... seemed to be teasing a bit of a thing between the Undisputed Era and the OC. Yeah, but the OC needs an extra person. Do you think it'll be Rollins? Oh, I hope not. They, they, they wouldn't do four on three. Survive. I mean, traditional Survivor Series is five on five, but they've done four on four in the past. Well, the weird thing is, usually at this time, they've got the Raw champion against the SmackDown champion. And I don't I think thought, they're doing that. Well, I, I'm glad they're not, in a sense, because in one sense, I'm a bit like, well, hold on. But Plus, also, they've announced a three-way tag match anyway, so they're not going to be doing that. Oh, okay. Say. It's undisputed era again. Basically, every other title is having that match, but not the world titles. Because I'd like to think that someone at some point has gone. We can't put Brock Lesnar against Bray Wyatt anyway, and also Adam Cole mixed into that is just going to look so small and rubbish. <laughs> and, and there's a takeover the night before, isn't there? Well, there is that as well. But I yeah. mean, I'm not being funny. Most of the people in that takeover the night before are also wrestling on Survivor Series the night after. So yeah, right. Are you saying in terms of it could be somebody else in the time? Yeah, match? Mm. yeah. Yeah, I guess it could be. 
But then, oh, no. then, they're, then they've only got 24 <laughs> hours to then well, make They've already the... announced Brock Lesnar against Rey Mysterio anyway, so Brock okay. Lesnar's not going to be involved in it. Yeah. I, I could totally see them doing like SmackDown champion against NXT champion for who was second best. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of stupid decision they make. But so far, the only matches have been the women's triple threat and the tag team triple threat, which I'm fine with. That's fine. Okay. Unless they put Adam Cole against. Who's the IC champion? Is it still Nakamura? Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see them oh, no, doing that, good. couldn't yeah. they? They could do AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Adam Cole to put the NXT title on the same level as just them. <laughs> well, I, I, I said that'd be cool, and I remembered that I remembered Nakamura's entire WWE run after his first match, and including I, uh, his amazing yeah. match with AJ Styles. <laughs> yep. Uh, anything else we remember from Raw? Oh, the fact that they're they're going to carry on that Hogan and Flair thing. I think probably in the U- in the US. I don't know if it's going to be them specifically, but. Anyway, you get it. That's it, I think. Right. Well, I, I've got two things. Tell. Do tell. So, first off, uh, the second night Schadenfreude started, and I feel like I should give an update after the review I gave earlier. The show started with a seance uh, to bring back uh, Los Federales Santos Jr., who died last month. All the rest of the people just seemed to be fine again. Uh, it was Good Fortune Teller who did the seance to help bring him back. And they didn't make it clear whether that he'd brought him back or whether it was a curse. And that's the cliffhanger they left that on. And then tonight's Someone Has to Get the Train, So Let's Do a Kind of Normal Singles Match, it was Joe Nelson versus David Starr. And ah, speaking of Joe Nelson... Yes. Well, you'll be interviewing Joe Nelson on Sunday, won't you? I will. It's Because Words Matter 2, presented by Breed Wrestling at the Green Room in Sheffield. It's just- Free while five o'clock tickets are five pounds available on Breed's web on breedwrestling.com. Ten pounds for a VIP ticket, is that right? Um, Breedwrestling.co.uk, yes. Yeah. Take ten pounds for a VIP ticket, which means you get a, a photograph with all three champions. Yes. Correct. So and, and a meet and greet type opportunity. Yeah. How much are you charge for photos? Ah, I do them for free if you buy merch. That's okay. true, yeah. I That's ain't got any merch, so no photos. Brilliant. You are taking, <laughs> you are taking the banner. I should take the banner. You, really. you should take the banner. I mean, literally, you paid to make a banner. We need to take the banner. We took the <laughs> yeah, banner last time. You paid to make a banner, then I changed the logo. <laughs> <laughs> well done, mate. Cheers. <laughs> but uh, so it's Graps and Claps interviewing Big Joe. It's the grandest stage interviewing Ivy. And then I will be interviewing Joe Nelson. Yes. So and all the breed champions will be there, as well as all your favorite Sheffield pod- based podcasts. Sorry to the others. You're just not there. So I'm allowed to say that. That's the rule. Um, <laughs> And yeah, yeah, please, please do come along. Wave to Dan. Oh well, we should, we could Skype in. Actually, you're not allowed to Skype in, are you? Uh, no. With your history with Skype and all. Yeah, I've got a ban. <laughs> <laughs> I could, yes. I could ring one of you to ask you, to, so you could ask Joe Nelson a question. Yeah, that's fine. I've got plenty. So of I actually questions. do that. <laughs> I've got plenty of questions. I, I, I will do that. Well, to, yeah. uh, if anyone has anything they'd like me to ask Joe Nelson, anything at all. Send us a message, send us a tweet or whatever, and let us know what you'd like to hear Joe Nelson talk Just about. Just know that he will ask it, but if it's something embarrassing, he will ask it and make it clear that it's you asking, not him. Yes. Because I'm absolutely behind and you. And especially that. if you're there, I will point you out to him. <laughs> and he might only be 17, but I've seen him wrestle. He can, he can kick he someone can in the head. He can probably kick you in the head, yeah. That's yeah, he, he can do a drop kick in that. I mean, but... he'd probably be better at kicking someone in the head than I would. And, and I'm solid, so. Yeah. And I'm twi- you're, a, you're, a, you're a multi-year veteran, aren't you? Yeah, I am retired, but if if there's a one more match chant, you, you never know. Uh, That's what t- we should build to. We should build to Joe Nelson against Daryl. We, sh- we should just point out as well that Breed put out like a hype video for it today, 
and even though Daryl wasn't there at the first one, he's not going to be there this time either because he hates everybody. Um, That's not the only reason. <laughs> the video was perfectly suited for him in that the video starts with Graham talking about Daryl. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about the, it. The problem is I'm, I'm not allowed to go to these events because the, the film them and I'm in SAS. So. Also, you're not allowed to win 100 yards of Joe Nelson because he's under 18. Amazing. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the, that may be a reason. That's the end of the Royal Grumble for this week. Don't forget to go to facebook.com slash Royal Grumble. You can go to breedwrestling.co.uk to buy tickets for Because Words Matter too. Hope we see you there. Um, if you want to ask Joe Nelson questions, go into our Facebook or tweet us at Royal Grumble Pod to uh, let us know what you'd like to ask us to ask Joe Nelson. And you can find uh, the latest podcast on rollgumble.co.uk every week. That is it. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. See you Sunday. Uh, I'm not a nonce. Rumble Podcast. You can't slander the dead.